Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah. But this draft in particular, uh, there's there's elements to it where you're like, okay, well, maybe it is worth considering trading for a veteran with one of those mid-round picks rather than drafting someone simply because they're, you know, the, the way the draft's constructed, for instance, doing a mock draft, right, on, on the mm. mock draft simulators and there's names where I watch them at the senior ball. I'm like, oh, that that guy's interesting as like a, you know, he looks like a kind of day three, uh, day two guy. You know, you go and look up, up his production in college and, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's been all right. You know, he's, he's also quite old. Yeah, you, you, you'd like that as a, say, like fourth, maybe late third, you know, fifth round pick, that sort of thing. And then you go on the mock draft simulators and he's getting taken 38 overall. And you're like, um, so is that just an anomaly? Like, is, is this draft yeah. simulator rating this guy super high because, you know, they just like him for some reason. But then the the, the more you do them, the more you realize, actually, that this is actually a common occurrence where there isn't as many players as I, I perhaps thought. It used to be that the scene... Like the senior bowl, they might have like, <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the percentages of how many of the top 100 players, for instance, are from the senior bowl, attended the senior bowl, because I think it'll be a lot. Like, And you, that didn't used to, you know, it's been up on the rise, but mm-hmm. I think with like uh, NIL, um, the way that college football is changing and also the COVID year, I think is still relevant. I think that you've just got this pool of players where a lot of them are seniors, that there isn't as much of the like underclassmen talent that you have. Like for instance, you know, Jared Verse choosing to return. Um, yeah, it just feels like the draft drift is yeah. is a not as not as loaded in the as you go on as you'd like, right? Like it's I mean the the second best interior pass rusher weighs 280 pounds. Like, can you even of, of this draft? Collegiate and can't see. Coll- yeah. And I like him. He's really intriguing. But like when the second best interior pass rusher in the in the draft has a major question mark with can he even be played on early downs? Like the fact that you have to even ask the question is concerning of itself. Now smart teams can figure it out. But you don't want to have to figure anything out with the first round pick. You want to airdrop him in and say, "Go play ball," you know. So it's it's just it's it's frustrating. It, it really feels like um, 
you know there are very few blue chips like true blue chips guys that you want to take top 15 outside of you know quarterback um like i didn't feel that way last year i'm mean, not every position was super strong last year but like 2021 was a very strong draft also the year before um this uh this year kind of pales by comparison now there are still good players i think the strength of the class is probably in corner there's not a corner that's as good as stingley or gardner last year but like there's or anywhere close to like say certain or jc horn but there are still really good corners and there's a lot of depth there so like that's that's cool but like the tackles last year were better than this year well, obviously they don't need a tackle but well yeah so tight ends also really deep isn't it and Your tight ends are and deep. rookie tight ends in past years you know drafting one it's kind of an unknown as they transition to from like college to an nfl world a lot of the times they really need to adapt to blocking in line and blocking schemes of that nature mm -hmm. and often the guys who have blocked well in line have route running stuff they have to pick up so right. it's often difficult but this is supposed to be a deep tight end thing but again seattle okay there's perhaps a subtle need at tight end now but it wasn't the obvious need going into this draft the problem really is that in this draft seattle you know if you look at their major needs it was still outside linebacker edge pass rush and that's a that's a weak point of the draft right um, right and then I mean, what, go ahead well and then wide receiver three there is intriguing options right but that but there's a there's a conversation to be had about i think a lot of these guys who i'm seeing are high i'm sort of like the projection to the league like for instance not to pick on someone but like jalen hyatt out of tennessee he he i've seen him go 16th 17th 18th you know that kind of range overall yeah the guy is coming from an offense where it just there's no translation really to the nfl like it shows off he's fast and can catch but like yeah um route running wise it's complete projection and that's that's it's... an example of what we're talking about of how guys have bumped up more than than perhaps they would have been in past years and how the projection element is more of a thing for a lot more of the prospects there's no like sure certain uh elements there's a lot less certainty but right but like you know the, the fact that that is a thing means that again there's a conversation to be had about maybe making a trade for a vet yeah um there are i mean th there are some obvious names out there kind of like we know brandon cooks wants to trade but like if if it only takes a third round pick, I mean, maybe even because crazier things have happened. DeAndre Hopkins went for a second round pick somehow. Now, AJ Brown went for a, a huge haul just last year. But Brandon Cooks is coming off a down year and he's approaching 30 years old. Um, I think he's still Brandon Cooks. I think he's just checked out last year. But again, with his age, like I can't see him commanding a second round pick. I feel like it'd be a third round pick, maybe even a fourth. If all it takes is a fourth round pick, you could not spend a fourth round pick better this year than on Brandon Cooks, even with the the, the cap hit they'd have to incur. Um, but I don't know. So like other other veteran options, like like right off the bat, like uh, T T Higgins was rumored. That, that's just unrealistic. That's not going to happen. They're not going to be because you have to trade for him and spend on him. That would They're be not crazy. Gonna, that'd be insanity. Now he'd be a great player for them in every way imaginable but that you know especially with 
fitting around the skill sets you have. Like it would be ideal, even, but that's not going to happen. He's the perfect in between, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, because you can slot him. He can be. He can yeah, enough. It's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, another one that is potentially possible is like Chris Godwin, but that's he's probably going to command second round pick or higher. I mean, he also would be perfect in a lot of ways, like a power slot. He'd be great with Gino. It'd be great for what Waldron wants to do, independent of who his quarterback is. But like, it would be perfect, but it's probably too much. Now, if the Bengals want to shell out the cash for T. Higgins and pay him, they can get out of uh, uh, Boyd's contract, their third receiver, who's another slot receiver. Um, they save $9 million out of his $10 million cap hit. So he's probably going to be cut. But if you don't want to try to outbid anyone, for him on the open market i can't see him costing more than a third so that that's that'd be an interesting you know avenue to explore like hey just throwing out a third round pick who wants to take it uh cook's boy that that'd be interesting now beyond that i mean keenan allen's probably going to be cap cut so i feel like free agency if they're going to acquire someone a third established vet receiver they're probably looking at what five six million dollar cap hit at the very most and that's where guys like a cap cut keenan allen comes in because he can't stay healthy and he's getting older so he's probably not going to get paid what he's worth unfortunately for him and then obviously robert woods was just cut now robert woods he had a really bad year statistically coming off an acl though he's another year older um Sometimes guys need another offseason removed from their ACL injury to kind of get the, you know, whatever they have left of their explosiveness back and ability to, you know, explode out of cuts and all that. Um, if, if, I mean, you'd be there, I, I can't see Woods garnering what more than 5 million given like recent history there. If I feel like that would be a uh, low risk, higher, potentially high reward type of a uh, uh, decision there because at worst he's just slightly better than Goodwin and then at best I mean he's a high value third target that you can throw the ball to 80 times and then not to mention ideal scheme fit and he knows the, the offensive coordinator yeah and should say um, Marquis Goodwin he, he was all he you know he offered a bit to the offense last year kind of a glimpse of what a wide receiver three could do but just got banged up midway to late in the season he was added for just over $1 million last year. At 32 years old, he turns 33. It would be interesting to see him back in Seattle, where that's probably, I imagine they're going to look like elsewhere, different options. So, like, it is a significant bump up to then consider, like, a Robert Woods, especially when he's, you know, uh, you know, at his best, he's a much more multi-dimensional receiver. He can offer you uh, much more of a... Uh, you know, options like uh, over the middle in the intermediate passing game as well, I'd say, along with deep. But, you know, it is a big question mark if he can get his agility back. And Rohan points out, you know, would they even have the cap room to trade for a veteran wide receiver if you re-sign Gino? I mean, if they wanted to, they could make it happen. But it is like, you know, at what point, you know, are they just going too much to make that happen? I, I think yeah. probably... It- probably too much yeah it has to be way too convenient for whatever uh ends up happening so um yeah and and honestly in the draft like i think they should be able to come away with at least one kind of in-between option even with what i said about 
some of these guys getting inflated to like weird levels. Right. Right. But like uh what you've put Keenan Allen down as a free agent. He's gonna be cut. Yeah. So I uh, like another, you know, tall ish slot receiver who just works over the middle, has really good ball skills. Now the funny thing, because the guys that I mentioned, like Keenan Allen, even Godwin to an extent, um, Robert Woods, uh, Brandon Cooks, all these guys have skill set mirrors in the draft. Like really like square mirrors. Like you don't have to like BS that statement. Like they have a legit like there is a Keenan Allen in this draft. There's a Tyler Boyd in this draft. His name is Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, more or less. But like close enough, he's there. Brandon Cooks is in this draft. Elijah Moore is in this draft. He was a guy that was floated last year, right? Zay Flowers, you know. Um, and maybe Downs to an extent. Um, or at least Downs is maybe more like uh I don't know, but he's, he, I mean, Robert Woods, Brandon Cook, say flower. I mean, you're, you're kind of talking the same kind of usage in the scheme. So um, even if their skill sets aren't one-to-one, but you know, uh, you, you want to go crazy. Like Jordan Addison's right there. He's kind of a perfect combination of a lot of these types. So. Yeah. The, there's, and the, I don't know. It's interesting how a lot of these guys, I mean, I guess size is rare at the NFL. Uh, sorry, at the wide receiver position, but like, there's a lot of under six foot types who, you know, there's and with questions of are they more of an inside outside guy or more of an outside inside guy, which is kind of what Seattle needs right now. They need that in between of, of Lockett and Metcalf. Right. Whether you go for like a pure slot type and allow Lockett to stay outside more, probably not, but you might lean more to being more of an inside kind of guy than a guy who goes outside. And if you're thinking about the playing time aspect and how Lockett had showed a reluctance uh, to, you know, get yards after the catch, which like, you know, good for him. But playing wise, that guy, if they're coming in in the three wide receiver sets, most of the time they'll be getting those over the middle kind of routes from the slot. So it is encouraging like like i need to watch for instance tyler scott from cincinnati who is is not in like 511 185 pound build and I, I remember he stood out to me watching uh desmond ridder um last year so mm-hmm. definitely going to be options there but where there isn't options griff is probably the well no no probably where there isn't options is outside linebacker in the draft where like suddenly you know, you're like, okay, Huchen and the Wosu panned out great. Dow Taylor ended the season strong, but we kind of need, you know, given that Bruce Irvin at 35 years old off the street was basically your starting outside linebacker opposite Uchen and the Wosu. Depth-wise, you've got Boye Mafe, who hope will take a jump, but we want that the positive about his film coming out, although the, you know, the athletic traits is, are obvious uh, and the testing is. But, like, uh, after that, you know, Tyreek Smith, big question mark. You, you know, he had a redshirt year, not really sure what he'll offer. You know, he was a day three pick. Alton Robinson is uh, an even bigger question mark. It sounds like he might not, you know, he's had some complications coming off a knee injury. Uh, we'll see how that pans out, but doesn't sound great. So, they obviously needed more pass rush. And edge-wise in this draft, Griff, it's Will Anderson Jr. is the, is the top one but uh we'll talk we will talk about him in more detail but then like after him i don't know especially thinking like 
Seattle's running three four right, and as they have for the last four years, your favorite line, and that would be in the old system like a Sam and a Leo sort of joined together. So we're talking here a two hundred fifty pound, two hundred sixty pound kind of guy. Hopefully, would have arms over thirty four inches long, has a quick get off and wins with speed rush predominantly, and would not look out of place dropping into coverage. So they have to have some kind of hip fluidity and agility as well when they when they drop back in, at times. So you think basically Bruce Irvin at his prime is a pretty good indicator, especially as you go on, um, you know, through the draft. Talking about Bruce's NFL usage there, because obviously at West Virginia he was a bit of Russia, but yeah. West Virginia he was winning with speed and he, he was just faster than everyone. He didn't really have a move; he just ran past people, and yeah. that would that would be ideal. However, in this draft, there's Will Anderson Jr. who, yeah, we'll talk about him. But as I repeat myself, but after him. There isn't the obvious, like, I don't really know how the class doesn't it's, seem very good. 